Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Do you have the papers? The White House has been lying about the Vietnam War for 30 years. What's next? You're talking about exposing government secrets. Is that legal? What is it you think we do here for a living, kid? If we publish this, we could all go to prison. If there's a way to destroy you, Nixon will find it. I'm asking your advice, not your permission. What are you going to do? The Post. What are you so happy about? I always want to be part of a small rebellion. Ready PG-13. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Son. Fucking word. <laughs> uh, What's the I'm word? sorry. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Uh, you're catching us in our Oscar mode. So, of course, we're all just on the verge of despair. I'm actually going to pause the slideshow so you can do your thing. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> I told Joey, if you listened to the last episode, I did make a mention that uh, we would be discussing something about uh, women liking films versus men liking films. Uh, so <laughs> I came home today, and here's the problem. My wife listens to the podcast. Okay. And occasionally she goes back, when she can't get new episodes because Joey's been taking his time posting them, no, she no, goes no. back to old episodes. We're, we're up to date, by the way. So. No, we are up to date. No, we're totally up to date. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. But uh, so I... So I come home today. She says, "So I was listening to your Valentine's Day episode. Well, like, okay, what? this is like not going to go seven well. years ago. I, I well, I, and I was like, which one is it? The rape episode, or, or is it is the like, full yeah, the frontal. one about films that'll get you laid? Like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, it's like, first of all, Joey had more right than you. Like, all right. Second of all, you're overestimating women's intelligence." Really? Uh, like, oh shit! 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and before I could even get the words out, uh, I was joking. She starts. She had a list prepared for me of films that will really get you laid. Re- oh, I can't wait to hear and this. And she was like, it's like, you read these to the audience. You tell them I said this because I can't stay up late tonight because I fucking work. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so, so I'm going to, she has, she has like post-it notes. Like she was like jotting this shit down, like, like angrily. While she's driving? Um, <laughs> probably. Uh, so the right off she said, first of all, fifth element. Fifth element gets you laid. Yeah. She's like, yeah, because he loves her. It's like, yeah, but like, uh, shut up. Fifth element gets you laid. <laughs> she said, Joey had Bridget Jones's diary right. Yeah, I don't remember what I came up with. Oh, I don't need. I don't remember a fucking thing about that episode. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I was joking. I'm just assuming I was. What episode was that? How many episodes ago was that? It was sixty something. It was sixty something. It was okay. like sixty one or sixty nine. Oh, or I something. remember because uh, on the website, that's the one that Do I used. What? Do me a favor. Look up the exact number of the episode right. while I'm doing this list. And I know what uh, so- I know because on our website uh, we have movie posters that you can click on for the actual yeah. episode. The poster I use for that is like some super hot chick in like lingerie with like a Cupid's arrow. That's <laughs> just totally just sexist yeah. type uh, so, photo. So she said, yes, Joey was right about Bridget Jones's diary because she's a bit chunky in that and she's insecure and that makes the girl feel more secure about themselves. So Joey's right. She said, she, nice. uh, she said, pretty, in, pretty in pink. You're dead fucking wrong because that was the worst fucking dress ever at the end, and the whole thing with Ducky like makes them realize that they're not the right person, which in, in this case is you. She says sixteen candles is a much better choice. Okay. Uh, so she says big. Tom Hanks. And she says right with big, and she said not because it's child molestation, but because he's an innocent, and actually anything with a young Tom Hanks in it is guaranteed to get your your uh, partner on you. So there's that one. Then she said Die Hard. This, I think she's being a bit biased, but she's a Die Hard. She is a Die Hard, Die Hard fan. Because it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, she loves Die Hard. So I, you know, I was like, all right. Then she says, why didn't she mention The Princess Bride? And, I'm, and I, I told her, because I'm fucking tired of The Princess Bride. Everyone's tired of The Princess Bride. It's everybody's favorite fucking film. Right. Why would you bring it up? She said, because that's the most romantic film ever made, and that's guaranteed to get you fucking laid. <laughs> What did she say? Uh, what was the one she said, argued against? I, I think it was one of the ones I said for. And whatever it was, she was like, yeah, the problem with that is the, the, if you go to see it with your date, she knows the only reason you're seeing it is because you want to get laid. So that's you're definitely not going to get laid. Like, all right, now you're playing mind games with me like most women. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so it's episode 61. 61. Okay. Valentine's Day is upon us. Scott and Joey take a different approach to the much celebrated holiday. We talk about movies that will likely or not likely get you some. She said, You were 100% correct about Gone with the Wind. Fuck yeah. Like, you sit with it. She's, I, I'm pretty sure if you I could sit through a four and a half hour movie yeah. like that. Yeah. You deserve to get laid. She was like, She said, Joey's 100% correct. If you sit through that, you, she loves you. <laughs> Then she said, Footloose? How come he didn't say Footloose? Jesus Christ. I was like, like, all right. I I guess I'm thinking like a teenage boy where it was okay. She's like, she she looks at me in the eyes and goes, I need a hero. (laughs) I need a hero. I need a hero. I got a feeling tonight it's not me. 
All right. <laughs> you ain't uh, Braveheart. Right? Like, how could you forget? How how could you bypass Braveheart? Yeah, he gets disemboweled, but he did it for her. It's like, ah, uh, and and you get to see bits and bits and pieces with the kilts. So ah. Uh. Then she said Top Gun because there's nothing women love more than homoerotic volleyball, and I can't argue with that. Okay. And then she said, "You're gonna think I'm weird for this one." Already out of the gate, and uh, she said, "Con Air." Con what? Because Nicolas Cage. I. He's all you know Ripley. What? I think that, I, I'm gonna chalk that up to Die Hard, where I think that's a bit more personal and not exactly uh, exemplary of all women. Okay. But I, I but I know we're gonna have a Die Hard uh, Con Air marathon this weekend. Oh, nice. So that's all set. So I'm looking at yeah. episode so, eleven. Episode eleven is the full, uh, full frontal male nudity episode oh yeah all, all inspired by uh men in love women in love women in love yeah yes yeah because it says here in this very special valentine's day episode you'll hear a shoot off about to live and die in la <laughs> eastern promise i think i wrote this this uh synopsis <laughs> i'm pretty sure that i did eastern promises the crying game the piano the indian runner bad lieutenant the brown bunny and much more and then this is when we were doing outtakes or when we had outtakes because we edited the show ourselves for time. Um, now we just, whatever we record, we put up. We can give a shit now. Not that we, we, not that we make any mistakes now. We, we make mistakes. But back then when we were like really like starting out with this, it would be like, well, let's take that out because I don't like the way that sounds or let's keep this in and let's move this here. We were editing the show. It was taking as long to edit it as it was to record it. So I have an outtake here. It says, outtake. Scott, and J Scott tells Joey his opening to the show is weak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. I wonder if you could hear this, if I play this. Let me see if you could hear this. We're recording. Can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what movie we'll splice into this one. but Right. I'm thinking thing. Okay. Yeah, no, well, I'll probably do the montage. Right. But you, anyway. You introduce, you start. Uh, welcome back to Movie Sucktastic. And uh, this yeah, is. That's, that's kind of a weak, weak intro, don't you think? <laughs> welcome okay. back. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> As if, if anyone goes to our website and they look through like the first probably 40 episodes, not every single episode has an outtake, but I'd say we got about 8 to 10 outtakes kind of split up amongst those episodes some pretty good ones too let's see got one there i want to see if there's any other really good ones i remember scott and joey talk about how crazy glenn beck is <laughs> <laughs> it's a minute long so i won't play it but that's an episode no, play it play it i want to hear it you want to you want to hear it we're already in this yeah <laughs> Okay. I don't remember any of this shit. Glenn, obviously, Glenn, Glenn Beck may become the you know, major major advertising force for V, the did new you, series. Did you see uh, how he got his panties in a bunch about the the forty five hundred dollar car credit, the cars, where he was? There was this whole thing about where if you go to the website and you go to the part of the website where let's say you're a dealer and you put in the information to oh the dealers to, you, to you, request you need to the put rebate yeah you need to put information in there that you're a dealer there's a, a paragraph in there that says your computer is now part of the cars program and that they can search your your 
uh, they can search your computer oh, you know for I'm artifacts gonna, and things like that. We should cut this short because we're going to go into a politics thing here. We are. We're, 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 <laughs> so I want to talk about that because that's great. Because cause, yeah, because because you're a dealer. Because you're fucking insane. Because you're using a computer that that you use at work. Yeah. You shouldn't have pirated movies or music on your computer at work. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just ridiculous. I'll make that an outtake. Yeah, so we'll just uh, <laughs> the Obama thing. Obama thing. <laughs> I think we stopped doing outtakes because the, the, the wackiest shit is still on the show. Oh, oh, and, and, and I, I we found the episode where you where you mentioned Romper Room. What? Really? Yeah, yes, and it's actually uh, I think it was episode it's an early episode. Um uh, we were uh, fuck. I gotta I gotta find out which episode we were listening to because because we, we she almost pulled the car over. She's like, hold on, hold on. This because something came up and then I mentioned Romper. I was like, wait, this is it. This is it. Uh, she found it. It's it's got to be around that because she listened to the old episode. So it's six. It might be sixty or fifty nine. It's like right around there. Because, oh, okay. And also, I was listening to episode six. Oh God, is that uh, episode what? six? That's. Uh... That's the one right before Avatar. The yeah, we Christmas, we're, we're Christmas, go Carol, Avatar. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol? Yeah, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm That's looking it. at it. I'm looking at it. Christmas Carol. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was the one of the first episodes that you can actually hear us talk. Yeah. We got, we got the sound figured out. I think and you mentioned this last week, because uh, was, uh, wasn't that the episode that you said last week that you're the one that, that came up with the oh, idea shit. to do the Oscar that- show? Did I mention it last week? Yeah. That, yeah. All right. I'm repeating myself then. Yeah. That was that was the episode where I said, "Hey, I got a great idea. We should record ourselves watching the Oscars, and like talk about it." And that's and that right because I said, said it's so the, possible you might have the video for that on your old laptop. I got to look it up. I still have the old laptop, and it was also the episode where we said, "So this is officially that we're fucking done with the Oscars episode, right?" Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> If, oh, young Scott, if only you knew. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are reviewing the Oscars films for episode for uh, for 2018, and we're on our last Best Picture Oscar. That's right. And this is the post. This is the post. Uh, I'm not done. I'm not done with outtakes. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm not going to play. Go I'm not going to play anymore unless I see something that really tickles me. But do you have a whole drag me to hell rant? Which, for the life of me, I don't know why we just didn't keep it in the episode. We, it's a, we had... It's we, an we eight, were still... It's an eight-minute we rant. We were still figuring out what the show was about. Yeah. You that, know? That, I mean, it's got to stay as an outtake. I could, you know, put that back in the show somehow. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's try to get the post done quickly. Uh, not that we're rushing it, but there's not much to say about it, I don't think. No, I don't think but, so. Um, let, but let's try to play that at the end. I want to hear it. <laughs> the whole rant it's eight minutes well, well we can stop it if it gets boring we'll, we'll find out we'll, we'll we'll wait into it okay i remember but what some of that rant was about it was about how sam Raimi sam Raimi might not like fat people oh no i definitely remember what it was about because yeah. i know the, the only thing i the only problem i have with that film was that aspect of it and so i know what the rant is i just don't remember it okay um but but anyway we're, we're review we're finally on our last episode reviewing the best picture nominees for 2018 we have done i'm just gonna rattle off real quickly we have done call me by your name yes. these are previous episodes darkest hour dunkirk get out ladybird phantom thread shape of water three billboards and now we are finally doing the last one the post 
we didn't plan on this being the last episode. If we plan this better, this episode would be get out three billboards or probably um, yeah, but uh, shape of water. To be honest, but we're not we're not reviewing the weakest film of them all, which was Lady Bird. Uh, correct, correct. Yeah. That and, was and, uh, two episodes ago. And and if you don't like that opinion, don't take it personally. Just fucking move on. Don't be a Peter Ferguson. Just, you know, fucking have a clue. <laughs> don't Ferguson right. it up, all right? Just don't, don't Fer Ferguson it. Don't Ferguson yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, after you, sir. So, yeah, this is the last film. And uh, it's directed by Steven Spielberg, starring uh, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. And I didn't know until I started watching it, Michael Stolbarg is in this. So he's in three Oscar movies this year. Yeah, he's fucking and everything. Of the, of the I mean, and none of them are very large parts, but they're decent. You know, they're small in all three of the films that he's in. But uh, this one probably is the smallest part that he has in all of the, the other two films that he's also in. But he's in it. And it's a Best Picture nominee. And he's in three of the nine, which is insane. Yeah. And the three of uh, that he's in, if it was a five nominee uh, Oscars like they used to do, I would say that at least two of the three would be in the final five that he's actually uh, in. I, I would have to agree with you on that, too. No argument. You know, I think Shape of Water would definitely still be nominated. I know for a fucking fact, Call Me By Your Name would, would still be nominated. Although The Post... Might actually be as well because it's Spielberg and he's a fan favorite with the Oscars, uh, with the Academy. So three of the five could could be uh, uh, I don't have know him why. in it. Well, he is. I, yeah, I don't know why. Well, I mean, with all due respect, he is a large part of why film and cinema has gone the way it's gone. He's considered a revolutionary director. Although, the trailer for... Revolutionary? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Revolutionary? Really? Has anything he done been as, like, as groundbreaking as, like, Citizen Kane? Hmm. Really? As far as, like, cinematography and film, camera work and narrative and storyline? Really? I mean, I'd love to have a whole episode where we just talk about Steven Spielberg. Uh, I think I we would, could do it. I, I think we could do it, too. But, you know um, what's I mean, interesting is I, I don't you know I don't think he thinks he's revolutionary, uh, or or like this uh, this imaginative genius legend. However well, you want to refer oh, to him, he definitely thinks he is. He definitely thinks he is. Well, because in the Ready Player One trailer, because that film comes out next month, the the trailer it actually said from Game Changer director Steven Spielberg, and it was just like Game Changer, really. Okay, now I was just like I'm, he hasn't been a game changer in a long time. He's made films where it's just like, wow, okay, cool. Like when he did Jurassic Park, sure, I could see that as being a game changer. It came out in '93, CGI uh, was just kind of becoming a thing, but, but, and but, but, those special a, effects still hold up pretty well even now. But it was a game changer because of the graphics, not because of the filmmaking. This the movie itself was fucking. Uh, nominal at best. There was pa nothing. Were you going to say palpable? <laughs> uh, no, I, I was trying to think of a word, and, okay. and I, I did come up with it. But I mean, um, I uh, still and, very and, much like the original Jurassic Park. I'm going to defend thank it. You. 
No, there's nothing to defend about it. It's a weak script. Uh, it's great special effects. That's it. Uh, and and uh, and nostalgically, oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to defend it on any of its writing uh, or even acting merits. I'm going to defend it that it's a fun popcorn film. I that that's great, but that, does that make it groundbreaking? Uh, it just it had the best special effects. I don't. Uh, let me just say real quick, play, Ready Player One. Yeah. I've been hearing about this since the book came out, and I've been meaning to read it. But I never got is, around to it. How old is that book? Said, oh, they're making a movie. Is that book about and 20, 20, 30 years old at this point? No, no, it's not that old. It's not that old? No, not 20, 30, no, it's not 20, 30 years old. I, I would say 10 at the max. I, I could look, I, let me look it up right now because now you're making me annoyed. Uh, I'm making not you annoyed. Answer. Not, nothing, not annoyed at you. Not annoyed at you. <laughs> oh, I don't um, care if you're annoyed at me. <laughs> uh, I, you'd be used to that. Um, you yeah. know, because I would, I, would, I would roll my eyes in the camera and you'd be like, what? <laughs> well, what's that face? What the fuck yeah, is that, that face? face about? Uh, <laughs> it's from 2011, so it's like seven years old. Jesus Christ! That's you know what? Yeah. There, there, there are books that have that have come out five decades ago that still haven't been made in the film that probably could right. or should have. And this movie, well, came, all, th this book came out seven years ago. It's already a major motion picture. Yeah. Well, it was it was like a big deal when it came out, and it's been it's been heavily a big deal since. And the movie's making it. And I, I, let me just say this: I, I never really read too deeply into. It. I just heard about it. It's like, oh yeah, it's about gaming and, and a dystopian future. I don't need to know more. It's a YA uh, book. I, well, hang on. I finally watched the trailer last week. Okay. And I now don't want to read the book or watch the movie because I'm so underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was, that's honestly, how I like, that's how I felt this, when I saw the trailer. This is this this is the big groundbreaking thing. It's 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 like a, a second life, but like good. And there's a game, and but in the real world, and there's a rebellion. This is like the Matrix, except with teenagers. What the fuck? This uh -huh. is not. What's groundbreaking about this? I it's, oh, I, maybe I'm just getting old. Or or it's it's like that. It's like that Bruce Willis film. What the fuck was that Bruce Willis film where you were? Uh, remember that movie where uh, they, they 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 were? Wow, what the fuck was it called? It began you, with. You just said Bruce Willis film, and now my head's spinning. I'm like, where's he going with this? Where's he going with this? <laughs> it was the one where they were uh, they were they were in like a different body. They were like in a different like they were in oh, their house. Surrogates. 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 Thank you. I was just what, like, why what, couldn't what? I think of the word? I knew it began with an S. What? I just couldn't think of the word. What what it's surrogates? Basically though, like, like that. Yeah, but with circuits though, I was like, oh, this is going to sh be shit. And then I watched it, like, wow, they actually did a lot more than I thought they would. This is actually a thought-provoking film. And, it, it, like, they could have done a few things different, but I actually liked that movie. It's still on my Plex. I was like, yeah, I like this. So <laughs> please don't say that because that means I'm going to end up liking Ready Player One. Well, I'm just saying it. It's it's got that surrogate type feel. Instead of you being in your own body, you're in this virtual world, oh. this re virtual reality. And right, that's called The Matrix. Well, sure. It's like the Matrix. If, if you if you cross the Matrix from Facebook, that's what Ready Player One is. <laughs> and I, the Matrix uh, with Facebook. I like it. And and, and Call of Duty. What or whatever you know. Call insert, of Duty. Insert game. What? Everybody's fucking playing Overwatch. It's it's Overwatch, but with Facebook. Whatever. Mm. Uh, well, anyway. It's, well, I'll tell you just, what. Uh, obviously, we're not the demographic uh, demographic for this film because my son no. my son saw the trailer. And the first thing he noticed were like three major things uh, that he loves. And he's like, I want to see this movie. Like Back to mm -hmm. the Future. There's the Back to the Future. There's the DeLorean in there. He, he uh. loves, fucking loves the Back to the Future films.
Good for so, him. So he saw the DeLorean in there, and the, they did in one of the trailers, at the end of the trailer, was the music from Back to the Future, the that little, like whatever that noise is, that was in the trailer. Uh, uh, there was that. He saw the Iron Giant. He's like, fucking Iron Giant. Well, you didn't say the fuck word, but oh. he said Iron Giant. And I, I love the fact that your kid knows Iron Giant. That movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, loves the Iron Giant. Loves it. Yeah. And um, what was the other thing that he saw? I, I have an Iron Giant toy if he wants it. Oh, really? Yeah, he would love that. I have a box of fucking toys and, and like in like act in action figures and you know whatever you want to call them and I had like Loth I was like Loth I'm gonna get rid of this shit you want to go through it she went through the whole thing and she put the Iron Giant to the side what? I was like oh you gonna take that it's like yeah and I was like you gonna take the Iron Giant it's like why would I take the Iron Giant I just moved it to it. so you had to be fucking kidding me Iron Giant's awesome she's like what's awesome about Iron Giant it's like give me that shit back you don't deserve anything give me my go back <laughs> like fuck that. Uh, if yeah, you were willing to give him the Iron Giant, uh, I, he I would, would love. I would love for Danny to have my Iron Giant, and he, he can have it now. He's old enough where he can have choking hazard parts because it has definite choking hazard parts. Well, both of my kids are above the choking hazard part. Uh, and dude, the age. you know how long I have to fucking wait for your kids to be over the choking hazard? Like anything and, cool and you're is moving hazard. to Texas. <laughs> yeah, and they still have mail order. Hello, I'm Hello. gonna be sending tons of choking hazards. Cool. Yeah. Um, Tell them Uncle Scott will be sending to- choking hazards on a regular basis. Don't worry about that. Yeah, he will. Uh, he will. He he will go ape shit if you give him anything that's Iron Giant. He loves it's, the it's, Iron it's Giant. It's actually in a box behind me somewhere. He, it's his. It's his. Trust me. Awesome. I, does he want a boxing nun? I'll give him a boxing nun. I don't know if he'd understand that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna give you a whole box of fucking toys, and if they don't understand it, they'll, they'll eventually they will. Yeah, okay. or and if, if, if they don't understand it, you play with it. I'm cool with that. Okay, cool. I'm moving the text. Give a shit. Um, anyway, uh, let's get on to the post. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't uh, remember the, the the third thing, but he he wants to see it. So we're obviously not the demographic. My children are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't lose these. Uh, the post. The post. All right. So the post is about the whole debacle uh, with the uh, the uh, Pentagon Papers. Yeah, the Pentagon where, Papers, which I think was the original title of this movie, and they changed it to uh, the, the Post. Actually, no. The original title was the Post, and then at some point they changed it to the Papers, and then they ended up changing it back to the Post. Oh, okay. I thought it was like the, I forget. I thought it was Pentagon Papers. Uh, was no. it, was one of the maybe that was like the, the code name at some point. Well. The, it, um, but yeah, I don't know why they changed it from the post to the papers, but they ended up changing it back. Okay. Um, I mean, it's obviously yeah. about the Pentagon Papers and the Washington Post printing right. all of that information. It was hundreds of pages uh, of, right. it, of these uh, the, the secret files. So right, and and and, and um, eh. secret files about the Vietnam War and how and prolonging I, it and just all this right. nonsense. Here's the one to say, um, early in earlier episodes when we talked about the post, I was very blasé and I was like, "Ah, eh, it's another one of these films. I don't want to see it. What have you?" Blah, 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 blah. And I, I blame a lot of that on the fact that we're all dealing with overload from the political ramifications of the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, the ongoing ramifications it, it, it? and the ongoing debates and the ongoing arguments and the ongoing debacle that is the last couple of years in politics. Now, I mean, uh, when we reviewed The Darkest Hour, or Darkest Hour, um, and now we're reviewing this, I can't help but notice that during both of those reviews, 
when I was looking for slides, I came across a bunch of different ones that said, this is the movie we need right now. The same kind of raves for this because of the political climate that we're in. You know what? It's true on different levels. And I think we touched on it with The Darkest Hour, where it was like, okay, this is the kind of leader we should have. Yes, a grumpy old man, but also an intelligent, well-read, uh, empath empathetic individual who's actually trying to achieve something. Right. And the fucking laughing stock, joke, con artist, illiterate, con man, asshole, scumbag, fucking idiot that is our current president. Um, if you're a Republican listening to this show, don't take it personally. Move on past it and get back into the movie part. Um, <laughs> now, for the post... I knew what it was about vaguely. I was like, yeah, whatever. So, but getting back into it, the film kind of sparked me because I'm I, I got into it, and I, I it's just one of those films where as I'm watching it, I'm like looking up online. I'm like, all right, let me refresh my memory on the Pentagon Papers. Let's look at this. Uh, and every now and then they would mention a name. I was like, oh, that name. Let me look that up. It's like I'm like hitting Wikipedia. I'm hitting like just doing Google searches. Like I'm doing my own little like research while I'm watching the film, just refreshing my memory about all this bullshit. And it's a great. I mean. This film is real. This film does deserve to be get best picture, because yeah. I think w we talk about what's best picture quality, and either a film is uh, cinematically superior, uh, where it, like it, it's groundbreaking, or, or you know it, it just does like it's, it's a perfection of art. But there's also cinem cinema that is socially or politically relevant for the time, and the post is uh, just like um, what's the the child molester film. I'm on my second gen. I'm on my second like. Yeah, but second, I, like I like I, like I'm supposed to just yeah like I have like these child molester films and like it's it's either this one this one or this one Scott. You know which newspaper child molester film I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about Spotlight. See, yeah, see, I say these things because I know you're gonna pick up on it. So, yeah, Spotlight. I gotta defend myself a little bit. It's like I just don't know <laughs> child molester films. I'm sorry. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Uh, so anyway, spot, spotlight. Yes, is it just me? Uh, <laughs> I mean, and I was I was a bit nitpicky about spotlight too. I was like, ah, eh, you know, we know about this shit, but uh, but the whole point, like the whole point of the post coming out now, isn't just okay. This is a period of time where the you know about the the Washington Post covering something. This film kind of illustrates the entire point that they the the media. The news media, or what they call now MSM, MSM, like it's like it's a boogie. We 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 need boogeymen where there are no boogeymen. Right. And right now the the MSM, the mainstream media, the MSM, is the boogeyman. And the post is a reminder that we as a country have a long, long history of the government lying to us, flat out. And the only we're talking the Watergate, we're talking. Uh, the Pentagon Papers were, to, you know, take your fucking pick. And in all of these cases, the only reason we know at this point in time that the government was lying to us was because of the news media doing their fucking job. Yeah. This film and holding the that. government, holding the government, the White House, the president, commander in chief accountable right. for this shit. And not even not even the president. The Pentagon Papers showed that the last, the previous four presidents in a row had systematically lied to the American people about the Vietnam War and had covered up 
and had lied about their involvement and their in, in, uh, their intentions with the Vietnam War. The war that they were trying to, and they, they, specifically to sell it to the people because they knew like it wasn't defendable and it wasn't popular. So they lied to American people. They and like it's a. There are parts of the, the post that I were actually very emotional. Uh, you're dealing, and, and you know, this is like a rich white people film on the surface, where you're like, oh, rich. You know, it's a totally white person film. But then again, it's because it's historical. Right. And let's be fair, the last fifty hundred years or so, white people. All right, since the beginning of America, white people have pretty much run the show. So when you're talking about elitists in in America running things, it's going to be white people. So, all right, it's not Black Panther. Uh, my <laughs> stepdaughter, by the way, went to see Black Panther tonight. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see if she was beaten up by uh, people for being white. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, you catch, okay. You catch that shit? What the fuck's yeah, up with that? Yeah, it's, like, like it's like white people. It's like, it's like like right wing white people can't handle a black a film about a black person making a lot of money. They got to like start making shit up. Oh yeah, they attacked us at the theater. Yeah. Yeah, people want to see a comic book film when they attacked you. This isn't Malcolm X. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore in this country. I'm sure they um, didn't antagonize it. But, but I mean, well, if they how, actually how did, did get beaten how did up. you handle the post? I mean, I told I told you the next day. It's like after that, I was going to go to sleep, but I ended up watching uh, uh, all the president's men because I was really psyched about this whole, like, you know, this whole idea about journalism and like striking, you know, for the people against the the, the um, evil government, and and um, I enjoyed mention, I enjoyed this film. But, but, real brief, uh, okay. I know I asked you that, but let me just say, okay. the end, uh, by the way, the post, they have scenes of the outside of the White House, and they have Nixon talking on his phone. Oh, yeah. Those are all actual recordings of Nixon I from know. his tapes. I knew that. I knew that. Well, the, it's yeah. the audience I'm telling, not oh, okay. you, per okay. se. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm just saying, I, when I they knew were, you knew that. When they were using that stuff, I was actually really happy. I was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, it's like, it's like none of it's, it's just, it's not fake news. It's fucking his recordings. And the I thing love is, like, if you let them in, if you if you let them in, then no photographers, no no one from the paper. If you let them in, I will fire you. <laughs> and and who the who the fuck does that sound like? Uh huh. You know, uh, but it, it's not fair to compare Trump to Nixon because Nixon was actually smart. <laughs> That's true. Um, and not, he would and he would have he would have finished his presidency had it not been for Watergate. Had, had it not been because well, of what happened with the Washington Post, you can't say that because who knows what else would have happened after that. That's kind that of is, a weird. That predict. is that is true. That is true. Um, but, you never know. Um, but the, the the like the post ends with like the Watergate break, and they kind of like say like you know, yeah, we we uncovered all these other lies, and like it bled into this, and at, the minute that happens, like shit, you know what? I've never watched all the President's Men from beginning to end. I'm doing that tonight. I didn't get to bed like one in the morning. I was like, "Fuck, I'm watching this now," <laughs> and it's 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 just it it, it, igni- it, it ignited the relev- the spark of relevancy in me of this whole thing. You know, the politics of what's going on now, and this entire push by the current party that's in power to to try to tell us that the liars are the media and history has nothing to say but the opposite. Oh, fucking absolutely, uh, but, and, but and that I, goes I back to, to the, at home. That just goes all the but, way back to to just from from the first accountable time that a news source has reported on anything. We're talking hundreds of years. It just it goes back that yeah, 
we're, we've been lied no. to for a long time across different I mean, countries, across different parts of the world. You can nitpick certain parts. You can go back to like the yellow journalism with uh, Hearst, and you can say you you can even go to extremes and say, oh, what about the uh, the the National Enquirer, their media news media, and and but like it just it's become so polarized because the only media we're willing to attack is the media that's reporting shit we don't like, and um, the only difference is I, I can't get that far. I'm gonna backtrack. I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, how did how did you react to the film? Well, it took me three times to watch it <laughs> because you know trying trying to watch two movies a week, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, but for at least for me, and I think you a lot kids. of kids, you you kids out there, shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> and I think for Scott as well, it's not easy to cram in two movies a week, two movies that you are watching on purpose to review. I mean, you just flip through the channels, it's easier that way. But, I mean, we have jobs. Uh, I, I've been working as you know at night, and I've been working on the side for my office, doing like things and what... It's hard. So, also, three times. When, it took me three it's times. Hard, it's also hard when like you have a loved one that you want to spend time with, and right. they don't want to watch these fucking films. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, I've I've got four hours between when I get home from work and like when we go to bed, and so we can we can watch the films I want to watch, or we can we can continue on our marathon of Hell's Kitchen because that's what my wife's into. Right. Which one are you going to do? Well, uh, you know, occasionally I'll force her to watch a film I like, but um, uh, usually it's going to be Hell's Kitchen. We're on season five, by the way. We're almost done. I'm rooting for Danny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, right now my wife is on this office kick, the one with uh, Steve Carell. There's like oh, really, seven... really the American version? Has she seen the British version? No. That was only on for two seasons, 12 yeah, episodes? So, yeah, yeah, but you know what? She Has she seen the British version? No, I mean, she loves Ricky Gervais. I'm sure she would watch it. Uh, please uh, have her at least... Well, how far are you into the office? The 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 American one. It's yeah. like season seven. It's almost done. All right. When that finishes, please tell her to go back. Please make her go back and watch the British one. Okay. All right. You know, I I honestly I honestly feel that the um, that Parks and Recreation is a better reboot of the Office than the American Office was. And I and, love Steve Carell. Don't get me wrong. And. I think a lot of people don't give The Office uh, as much credit as, uh, uh, as much credit as it deserves. That is actually what? a very good the American version of The Office. I think really? that it's, it's a very good show. Yes, I really do All feel right, that it's a very good show. Hey, what? Uh, maybe, maybe I'll go back and watch season one because honestly, I watched the first episode against the first British episode, and I had the same problem I always do. Yeah, it's a pal in comparison. But maybe no, like, they like they Mark, they build on something really good, and they take it. They do a really good job with it. I'm thinking after they're done emulating the first season of the first British show, they find they gel on what's making the show work, and they they go beyond it. It's like that's why Parks and Recreation is kind of lame the first season, and then it really picks up afterwards. Yeah, and I think The Office is exactly the same way. 
I'm, I will have to tell Mayor what I said, but also tell her that I will go back and give the American version another shot. Yeah, at least go. To, yes, absolutely. At least get through season one and start watching season two and on. Okay. All right. The Post. Okay. The Post. Um, it took me three times to watch this fucking thing. And um, even though I enjoyed the film, I fell asleep twice. And I don't know if it's because the way the movie is paced, and, and again, I know I've said that a lot lately. I don't. I think the movie is actually very well paced. I don't know if it's because it's it was so dialogue driven, or if it was the maybe the music or whenever they do any of the shots of the newspaper being made that it kind of lullabied me to sleep. <laughs> I get that sometimes. There's a show that I watch called How It's Made, and it's very kind of monotone mm. uh, as far as what I, they yeah. Years yeah. ago, I remember watching that show. I fall and asleep I, I, every single time. I I love the show. I love watching shit get made, but it puts me to sleep because it's so soothing. It, it just every fucking if I if I have problems going to sleep, just put me in front of that show and I will be asleep. That that's one of those shows where like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, yeah. I, I, I have no idea how they make those those things that they put in parking meters. I want to see this for an hour, and like. And then fast forward six episodes later, yeah, that's how they make a sousaphone. There's an assembly line. They bend metal. What the fuck? Who cares? It's just like <laughs> it's captivating at first, but then after a steady diet of it for a week, you're like, yeah. And that's the problem with like how we watch films, like television shows. Like we're, we're binge watchers now. We don't watch one episode a week or one episode like every couple of weeks. We watch five episodes in a fucking day. Well, yeah, so, that's true. Like. Shit that used to, shit that used to entertain on a weekly basis, like just lumped together. So let's watch twelve episodes in a row. Oh fuck, just kill me. It's just <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah, it's like shit I used to love. I like I, I don't like as much anymore, only because I can't watch it periodically. I've got to watch fucking eight of them. <laughs> uh, I still like how it's it made, makes me, but uh, I know what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad show or anything. I'm just saying. You reach a saturation point where, like, I don't give a fuck how it's made. I just want to use it. <laughs> but that's me. Uh, so but, it, so anyway, it took me three times to watch this. I fell asleep twice. I finally finished watching it last night. And me not being as political as you, uh, but knowing the history of what is going on here. Yes, sir. What? You're better off. You're better I, off. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on that. Um. Yeah, I, it, because for my own sanity, I think I have to be. Uh, oh, I agree. But even though I knew the history, even vaguely, of what's going on in this film, it's still I still found it intriguing. I still found it just so intoxicating of, of what transpired during that time period and, and why and how. Uh, and I was completely fascinated by everything that was going on in the film and how it was put together, and I thought Tom Hanks' performance was awesome. The fact that he's not nominated for a Best Actor, I think, is a shame. Because I think, for the most part, when you get Tom Hanks in a movie, you get Tom Hanks. With this, he's actually trying to act like somebody else, and he's not being, for the most part, Tom Hanks. And I really like that. I thought, now, Mer I thought Meryl Streep was just being Meryl Streep. She wasn't she wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. 
She wasn't doing anything to to where I felt that she should have been nominated for an Oscar. Not that her performance is bad in any way. It's not. No, I'm just saying, if you look at her resume of roles, she has such a wide range as an actress that I thought that this, this here, the performance was good, but as far as what she's done previously, I didn't think this is one of her strongest. I'm not well, saying it's a bad performance. Strongest. I'm not I mean, saying it's a bad performance at all. I'm just saying that if you look at her resume, if you just look at her wide range of work, it's fucking impressive. And yeah, this, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't say, oh, you've done better, so you don't deserve an Oscar for this because you did a good performance, but it's not your best. I, I think it's a bit unfair. I also would say that Tom Hanks has a what is going on with your internet? Of, what your internet's going fucking kablooey, dude. Don't 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 fucking start with me. Let me I, close my MDB. <laughs> hey, here is that better? We got a little bit more reception now. Just a just a hair. It's better. I, I'm not downloading anything. Wait, so, does, oh does... wait, that's open. That's gonna suck shit out. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, I disagree with you on her. I think she does a great job playing this this um, this uh, woman who is kind of overwhelmed by her situation and trying to find her place in the male orient, male dominated uh, uh, world, uh, taking over the reins from uh, you know other men and being like you know just kind of walked over by the men. It's very empowering in a Me Too year, and I, I think that's going to be a strong uh, focus for her as an actress. Yeah, that's where uh, that's I where she, I was going with the last episode, which is what I thought you were going to talk about how this film was empowering for women because on i think it was the cover of variety spielberg with a lot of the women that are in this film specifically meryl streep about how he portrayed that in this movie how he was trying to get yeah. that across it's very so. obvious and it's very it's obviously meant for this time period and sure. you know it's, especially it's when she's walking out of the the courthouse and down the stairs that whole scene at the end oh. of the movie that's like the only scene I didn't like because it was just like too in your face. Cause it was like, hand fisted. Oh, so this, 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 this is the part of the outside where only women are standing around. And yeah, I got what they were doing, but I was like, all right, this is a bit hand fisted, and I wish you hadn't done it because you could have shown a couple women in the crowd. You didn't have to make sure that the part of the crowd she walks through are just women, just young women looking upon her at, with adoration. And like, that's what I want to be when I get older. And, oh, there's a woman taking... It was the only really cheesy part of the whole film. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> but uh, uh, but, but no, I, 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 listen. I don't have a problem with her performance at all. I'm just saying, no, as know. far as as far as nominated uh, performances, I not that she doesn't deserve to be nominated. I just think that sh- other people could have. I mentioned it last episode where I thought that uh, Vicky Streep. Stripe, Streepy, Streepy, whatever her name is, from Phantom Thread should have been nominated. Meryl Streep, you could take her out and put her in, and I would have been fine with that. Well, let's, let's tell you what, let's briefly, and let me, let, let me just backtrack real quick. When you talk about Tom Hanks, yeah, like finally like playing a character that's not him, I, I have to. I have well, to I'm, really I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that that's every Tom Hanks character, I'm saying that's what it's been like lately. No, I I disagree. I think it's just the opposite. You think Bridge, in his early you think, days, you think Bridge you know, of Spies the, was wasn't just Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks? No, 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 all right, all right. Bridge of Spies is one thing, 
But if you look at Tom Hanks' like the first half of Tom Hanks' career, it's all Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. It's like Bruce Willis before he went bald. Then, <laughs> But at a certain point, Tom Hanks started doing serious films. I, I think Big might be the first leap in that direction. That's what, but Tom yeah. Hanks has a serious serious list of films where he's playing other characters and doing them very well. I mean, Castaway is not a, Tom, a typical goofy Tom Hanks right. role. And that movie's so also 15 years old. But what right. listen, look, that's, look, but that's not what, what I'm that, but, then. but that's I not totally what I'm saying. With you. That's not what I'm you saying. You are. You're saying recently he's only done Tom Hanks roles. Bridge of Spies comes close All right. just now, because now, now I got to bring up his resume so we can talk about this the right way. Please do, because I, I disagree with you. I think he's... Uh, catch me if you can. That wasn't a Tom Hanks role. He was playing a different character. Also, he was a f- 15 years old. <laughs> all right. But, but, all right. All right. Since... I'll tell you what. The first film I remember where Tom Hanks played not Tom Hanks was um, That Thing You Do. Yeah, okay. Yep. Moving on from That Thing You Do. Go ahead and go through the list of Tom well, Hanks That movie's films. also Let's, 15 uh, years old. Right. So from there, let's let's chart all the Tom Hanks and non-Tom Hanks roles that Tom Hanks has played. Oh, for Christ's sake! Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. We'll do this real quick. Come on. You're the one that started it. Catch me if you can. Came out seven, uh, 16 years ago. Non non-Tom Hanks role. Uh, let's see. That's, That's one. That thing you do came out in 1996. Fucking non-Tom Hanks role. Saving Private Ryan. Non-Tom Hanks role. You've got mail. Tom Hanks role. <laughs> the Green Mile. Uh, That's a non. That's a non. Uh, Castaway. Non-Tom Hanks role. Road to Perdition. Non-Tom Hanks role. We're up to six on that. Catch me if I said recently. That's those were my exact words. These movies are 15, 20 years old. Okay, All right. hold on. All right, you know what? Go backwards from the post, then, if you want to play that game. Go backwards. <laughs> if I want to play post. that game. Okay. All right. Now, the post. Are we going to say Tom Hanks or non-Tom Hanks? I'm saying non-Tom I'm Hanks. I'm saying non-Tom Hanks. That's, I'm in, I was impressed by his performance because I felt that he was, trying to, he was trying to emulate somebody else. Go backwards. Okay. Go backwards. Uh, the Circle. Haven't seen it. I'm assuming non-Tom <laughs> Hanks role. Because he's playing Steve Jobs. Uh, yeah, but he's Tom Hanks playing Steve Jobs. No, no, he, no. But it's, it's a Steve Jobs role. It's not the goofy, smiley, happy Tom Hanks. It's not a Tom Hanks role. Okay. I'm, I'm not Tom. I haven't seen the film. Till let's make that one a neutral because I haven't seen it, All right. and you haven't seen it because who, who the fuck gives a shit about the circle? But, uh, <laughs> but so we're um, still at one. Inferno, which is the, uh, the Tom Da Vinci, huh? Yes. Non-Tom Hanks role. Uh, not really. Yes, really. He's a fucking professor. He, uh, he, he, there's nothing There's nothing goofy and funny about him. What do you consider a Tom Hanks role? I consider a, a, Tom, Tom, H- a Tom Hanks role where he's... Where he's not... He doesn't have to be funny to be, not, uh, to be Tom Hanks' role. I'm saying he... You, you, you believe you Tom believe he's film? somebody else. That's he where is I, somebody that's, else. He, no, he's, he's no, the guy no. It, no, it's like the argument that Andy Garcia is Andy Garcia in every movie. It's like you don't believe that he's not Andy Garcia in this movie. 
I this is a non-argument, so I can't even argue with it. So let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> I, but 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. Is you're wrong. I'm wrong. I don't think so. Okay, I, I know you don't, but we're okay with that. But uh, all right. But yeah. also, but, and, and this is coming from me. I I love Tom Hanks, and I love a lot of his movies. I'm not shitting on Tom Hanks. I know that. All I'm saying that. is that I I'm really happy that he. He, he the performance that he gave in this film, I felt that he Dude, was he was if, emulating someone else, and it really worked. I know you're a Tom Hanks fan. I guarantee, if we were in the same room after this episode's done, we'd both watch the Bachelor Party together again. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I yeah, used to watch yeah. that every Chris uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, it, that was like the and, film and, that they played every uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you right now, there's a house I'm looking at in Texas. If we buy it, it's the money pit all over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my Holly is still, like, I, I we're making a list of final house we're looking at. She's like, we're seriously going to see that? So says, yeah, we're looking to look at this. This is the money pit. We can do this. That <laughs> we're, pro- we're probably not going to, but it's the money pit. That, it, it, without thinking really, really hard and elaborating on it, that could be my favorite Tom Hanks film of all time. Oh no, Bachelor Party. Ah, I love Bachelor Party, but The Money Pit. There's just so many parts of that film that I love. You know what film is growing on me year by year? Which one? Joe versus the Volcano. I fucking love. I should kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 what was I? like 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 what was it, like money in my hands, like gold coins in my hands. Yeah. Like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, brain cloud. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I love Joe versus should, the Vulcan. I really do I, love that film, and that was a I, film I that was panned by critics. It was just. Oh, I hated it when I first saw it too. I didn't hate it. Uh, no, I hated it. That was a shitty movie. I was like, what the fuck is this? I I don't think I ever hated it. Right, I, I want to make a, a You know a movie proposal. I do like that I really like? That, and I didn't hate it when I saw it when I was a kid. It was just a film that I saw. I was like, all right. Was uh, v- The Volunteers with John Candy and Tom Hanks. Yeah, I, I remember that 100%. Yes, I saw that. I, I remember, I I remember seeing yeah. that. And I'm like, this, this feels different than a normal John Candy, Tom Hanks Wait, movie. You know why? You know why? Because you're younger. And it was an older comedy. Yes. Because at that point, I'm watching movies, you know, uh, I'm watching movies like Splash with Tom Hanks. And I'm watching movies like, you know, with John Candy, like Uncle Buck or, you know, and the, to be the fair, things like that. Like the whole, to be fair, like the, the premise of Volunteers isn't really that funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. I actually, I should, all right, I'm going to propose this. I think we... I mean, Movie Sucktastic needs to take a separate, uh, a new turn after the Oscars. Okay. I, I would like, instead of doing individual films, and here's a proposal, that moving forward, we pick an actor or a director, and we look at their body of work, but within that, each of us watches one film of theirs that we've never watched before, or that we need to seriously rewatch. Okay. I mean that's not going to be the the way the new the, the show works from now on. That I'm, would... I'm saying for like like I'm saying like let's say for a month or two. Okay, 
I can. I'm totally into that. I, I there are a lot of films Let's that I mix that I would up. I would love to. Just, end, yeah. Otherwise, we're going to end up back in '80s horror films. You know what's going to happen, and this this just gives us a bit of a time because there's some people that don't like our show, like Peter Ferguson, who think that we don't <laughs> like know anything about films. We have no experience in films, even though we're like in our middle ages and we've been watching films since we we're fucking children because we're the first generation to have fucking cable. We're the fucking and cable twenty-four seven. We are the cable and VCR generation. The first cable and now the generation behind us, the streaming generation, they have too much going on. They don't even know what to watch. They're watching people fucking like just like jerk off yeah uh, there, well, there, no, there was a perception. yesterday there was a, a thing that came across uh my phone about this guy i don't remember his name it was a fucking coyote something some stupid idiot what he does is he goes out there and he streams himself getting bitten by stuff like like snakes and bullet ants and shit like that he, it's like this is the stuff that 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 they're broadcasting now you're going from like before us was the generation where if it's not in the movie theater or on ABC, we're not watching it. Then there was our generation who was like, wow, we have movies on TV 24 7 and we can rent them. And now we have the new generation where's, well, I don't have time to watch TV because I'm watching this kid like eat spices. <laughs> and that yeah, was the thing like 10 cinnamon, years ago. Cinnamon I know. challenge. It's like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me with the cinnamon challenge? Yeah. It's like there's there's too much there there's so much random bullshit that this generation now that's young isn't even watching movies now some of them are because again Dead Meat which I'm gonna keep plugging because that show fucking kicks ass on YouTube um, uh, you know there are people like my my younger stepdaughter watching this shit uh, good stuff but uh, so yeah we come from a generation that we know what movies are from from like a casual and in so, so what I'm saying is Peter Ferguson can suck my taint. But in a general <laughs> sense, what I'm saying is that I feel like that we should do shows that like do a broader scope, right? Just to give an idea of what we've been watching and what we know, and what we've experienced. And also, again, like there's a Tom Hanks film I haven't seen. I'll watch that, and you watch that, and then we'll talk about Tom the the oeuvre. Of Tom Hanks, oeuvre. we can call it our oeuvre period. We'll do it. We'll do two months of oeuvre. Okay. You want to do it after the Oscars? Yeah, after the Oscars, I think we should launch right in the two months of oeuvre. All right. So, how do we start something like that? Do does one um, of us challenge another one to a director, actor, some somebody's body of work? I think we should just universe. I think we should agree either based on a re recommendation by a listener, or if we just say, "Hey, you know what we should do next? This," because that would be interesting. Let's let's lose the whole challenge thing, and let's just let's just let's just let our artistic and intellectual curiosity guide us towards the next episode. Okay. But we, I would say, the the first one we should do we should either be Spielberg or Tom Hanks, because those are the two that have given me this idea. Okay. Although, uh, but the post. Uh, you, you know what? Like as far as Spielberg goes, let's say we did that. Uh, Sugarland Express would—I think it's the only thing I've never seen. I—I I, I actually totally forgot about it. So yeah. Maybe I haven't seen Duel all the way through. I've seen all the good scenes, but I've never actually Me watched either. the movie beginning to end. But I've read the short story it's based on, so that's enough for me. <laughs> and as far as Tom Hanks goes, I don't know if there's anything I haven't seen. Oh, I guarantee there's something I haven't seen, but um, 
Um, we'll, we'll come oh, to that wait, later. Oh, wait, that's not true. I, I haven't, I'm looking at like two movies right here that I haven't seen. Three. Extremely Loud and Incredibly what? Close, Cloud Atlas, Captain that. Phillips. I haven't I seen that. I haven't seen any of those. I saw all three of those. Anymore? <laughs> Larry Crown I haven't seen. Okay, I haven't seen that one because that the, just the pure concept of that film uh, insults me on a personal level. Saving Mr. Banks, where he plays Walt what? Disney. Saving Mr. Banks. I haven't seen that. Oh, you know what You know what film of his I haven't seen that I want to see because of another actor? is um, Charlie Wilson's War. Charlie Wilson's War? Because um, um, what's on, Philip on, Seymour Hoffman? Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that. Oh, is he? Yeah. That movie's That's 11 a, I, years old already. Jesus Christ. You know what movie I haven't seen? I haven't seen The Terminal. I haven't seen that oh, one. I saw that. I saw that. Krakosia. <laughs> yeah, no, there's actually quite a few films that I haven't seen. I had to explain it to Holly because we were watching what we were watching an episode of Hell's Kitchen, and one of the guys' names was Petrovia. And I kept going Petrovia, Petrovia. <laughs> she get, she was getting annoyed. I was like, "Have you ever seen the Terminal?" No, it's like the Tom Hanks where he's like living in the airport. So, oh yeah, that like that was like the beginning of that Krakosia. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're usually on the same wavelength, but when I hit a film she hasn't seen, it, everything jams up. <laughs> All right, so the post. I think I think the last thing we talked about is how what I how I felt about it. Yeah. Oh, I want to say I was very thrilled that David Cross and um, Better Call Saul. Oh, Bob uh, Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Thank you, Bob. Bob Odenkirk and David Cross in the same film together. I, I'm having flashbacks to Mr. Show. It was so great to have them both in the same film. It was so horrible to me. To see how much they've aged, I was like, "Fuck, I'm old." <laughs> well, you God, know what? When, damn it. You know when Bob Odenkirk does Better Call Saul, I don't know if they just let his natural hair color come through. You know where he's like all that kind of gray, and he's dying. Oh, no, I, I, it. He's dying know, it a lot for a, Better Call Saul. I, but. I think they made. I think they made them both older in the film than they actually are. I think so, but not by much. But not by much. Well, because uh, what's his face? Um, who's the one actor? The guy that played. He was in the very beginning of the film. He was in the very beginning of the film. He was on the plane. He was talking to that guy, well, Daniel. Dan- Daniel. Daniel something. Yeah, he right. plays that character. Well, yeah, but it's uh, Bruce Greenwood. Uh, Greenwood. Uh, if, if, if anyone knows him, he was, he's been in a ton of shit. I mean, he's been in uh, the Star Trek. He played Pike in oh, Star wow. Trek, the reboot of oh, Star Pike. Trek. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, he was Not in, a reboot. Right. He was in 13 Days. He was in... I'm just trying. Days. Yeah, it's a Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, Um, yeah, I didn't watch that. uh, Well, we'll just go with Star Trek, the reboot of Star Trek. He is a really good actor. Star Wars. Huh? Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Who is he in Star Trek? Pike. He's the guy that brings... uh, Oh! The Chris Pine, he br- you know, brings him on board. Never mind. Okay, yeah, I, I you know, sorry. Keep going. Anyway, he he's like the Secretary of War in this. I think that's who he is. Let's see. Who does he play? He plays Robert McNamara. 
in the post, which I believe he's Secretary of War. Anyway, but they no they no Secretary, Secretary of Defense of Secretary of Defense. No, McNamara was not Secretary of War. Um, uh, anyway, my I, point I, I, my point being is. They, if you call me like if you call me before my sixth finger of gin, I might have had had more of an uh, immediate answer for you. Sixth finger. Um, wow. Uh, be, uh, Sec- he was Secretary of Defense. That's what I. Okay, I did correct myself and say that. By the way. Okay, I, I'm just saying he wasn't Secretary of War. Secretary of Defense. Okay. Right, yeah. So anyway, if he if, looked just like him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, they they that ate, was fucking creepy. Now he's in his fifties. Uh, but they aged him. They aged him for this role. If th- th- there's a couple of slides that I have of him, and you could see up close, you could see the makeup work that they did because he's he's not he doesn't have like the the kind of wrinkles that uh, they gave him for the movie. But uh, yeah, it just they definitely aged uh, Bob Odenkirk and uh, uh, David Cross a little bit. But they didn't. They didn't age them as much as they did Bruce Greenwood, because Bruce Greenwood is he's pretty youthful for like almost like a sixty-year-old guy. Right. Allison Brie. Oh yeah. That's right. She's in that TV show, um, the one on Netflix, The uh, Glow. She plays one of the glamorous ladies of wrestling. Ah, that's what the Gino, one. You listening? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 And um, Mark Marin is—he's uh, <laughs> the guy that's promoting all of that. It's actually uh-huh. not a bad show. I just don't have time for a show like that. Oh right no, now. you know, like I've said, um, actually, uh, a mutual friend of the show, uh, Gerard Way. Okay. I've been, I was talking to him. Uh, they're how doing. Is, uh, how is Gerard what? these days? I haven't talked to him in a while. He's doing well. Uh, he, yeah. he just got back from Canada because uh, Netflix is doing the uh, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yep. Yeah. And we were just talking about, uh, again, how you and I have talked about repeatedly how uh, all the real talent in writing and and uh, stuff has been fleeing Hollywood and going towards the uh, like streaming video and cable because they just have more flexibility because of the lower budgets and the longer like time uh, 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 the longer longer episodic oh, time frame sure sure yeah I couldn't think of the word they, they so, can um, they can take their time to tell a story properly yeah they don't have to cram it into an hour and seven hour and 45 minutes and try to get a maximum audience they can they can aim for a specific audience and do it right yeah. and do it over like six eight episodes. It's just and like it, I told him, I said, you know, you you have a better shot of Umbrella Academy uh, r- obtaining the same status it did as a comic than you would have as a movie by going through Netflix. He yeah, I mean, totally. They might so, make more money as a film uh, immediately, you know, or quicker. But but, but it'll, the, be more, the, it'll, it'll be truer to the artistic uh, yeah, intention of it. Definitely. Yeah, and and honestly, that's the one thing Hollywood has always overlooked that that cable and streaming has been able to focus on is now, now and Hollywood is normally overlooked. Marvel studios has, has honed in on that and done great, a great job. The DC comics movies are working on it. 
But uh, finally, the fan base is actually being recognized and not overlooked and not like dismissed like they were back in the 80s and 90s. Right. Yeah, for sure. Or actually, 70s and 80s. 90s is when they finally started catching on. Uh, but no, I don't think I, so. I think late 90s. Yeah. If well, if okay, you can say 90s because it is the late 90s. Spider, what 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 year Spider Man? 2002. Out? I mean, My even X-Men. even X Men came out in 2000. So I mean, I'll give you late 90s. Because uh, late, you know late, that stuff is in development. Blade, when did Blade come out? When did Blade come out? Blade came out in ninety eight or ninety nine. Ninety eight. Ninety eight or ninety nine. That's why. That's a, well. I remember like somebody online was like, finally, uh, a, 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 a comic book adaptation with for Black Panthers. Like finally, a comic book adaptation with a strong black male lead. And somebody was like, dude, Black uh, fucking Blade. And then, like they rattle off two or three more Spawn. that I remember right now. Spawn. What? Spawn, even Spawn. though Spawn wasn't a great film, but Spawn. Still, I mean, they did it. And yeah. what was the other one? There was like a third one. Uh, um, I forget. But, I mean, the whole point was, okay, it's a great film, but it's not the fucking first. What is the other one? I mean, the two big I ones forget. I think of are Blade and Spawn. There was a third one in that mix that like I totally overlooked until someone mentioned it. And so, that, I mean, that's why you could understand where people were like, oh, yeah. Black Panther, first strong black comic book. And like, no, dude, no, not even close. Uh, but I, but because these other films existed in different genres and they were vastly overlooked later. I mean, Blade had two sequels, but they were shit. And even <laughs> I liked Blade too. Come on. No, I didn't. Blade, yeah. Blade, the first Blade was the only good one. No, Blade, there's nothing. Guillermo no. del Toro's Blade Two is pretty good. No, it's horrible. No, it's pretty good. No, it's horrible. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> what, what's what's good about it? Oh, I don't know. I, I just it's pretty good. <laughs> Let, let's put it this way: if that. Guillermo del Toro was still doing movies like Blade Two, he wouldn't be nominated for Shape of Water right now. I'll give you that. No, but but, but no, yeah, Blade Two is gotta, Blade Two is fun. Come on. See, no, and, and that's what happens when you have a foreign director that comes to America. They have to do shit first to get like they, you know. Guillermo del Toro does The Devil's Backbone. When he comes to America, says, okay, I'll do Mimic. Yeah, that's fucking John <laughs> Woo. John Woo came to America, and he had to do fucking um, uh, oh, Hard Target. Hard Target. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's the fucking... It's, it's what, Born on the Ar- bayou! <laughs> um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah. come to America. All right, you're doing the Hulk film. I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> Ang, 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 you're doing the Hulk film, but yeah. I don't want oh, to do the Hulk what? film. Yeah. I, oh, oh. How about if we give you uh, this much money? Okay, I'll do the Hulk film. Who's the other Hong Kong director? Um, you got oh, John Woo, I'm Ang so- Lee. Um, no, 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 no. Jet Li's an actor. No, no there's Ang, another director. Chewy Hark. Chewy Hark. Ang. Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Ang Lee was that. I never Chewy said Hark. Jet Li. Like, yeah, che- Chewy Hark. He comes to America. And says, "Yeah, you're you're well respected as a big director. Uh, in this country, you're going to do the next John Claude Van Damme film." I say, "What? Are you fucking kidding me? No, no. Yeah, you're doing it." I say, "Fine." It, it's it's just it's just it's the rite of passage for like foreign directors that come to this country. Which Van Damme film like, yeah. did he do? Did he do Double Impact? I forget which. No, it wasn't. It was. Was oh, it Death Warrant? Um, was it Death Warrant? No, it's I want to say it was it was like double impact or something. 
no, no, Chewy Hark. I'm pretty sure the first one was the one with um uh uh Rob Schneider in it. <laughs> oh, I, I, got, <laughs> I gotta look it up now. There was a period of time where Rob Schneider was in movies where like how the fuck did he get in this movie? Like he did Demolition yeah, I, Man with uh, Stallone. Like no, uh, not Demolition done. Man. Uh, Judge Dredd <laughs> with Stallone. <laughs> it's like fucking Rob Schneider, really? <laughs> he's, he's the I, comic I found relief. Chewy Hark. I gotta find this producer. I gotta find him as director, because that's where the truth is gonna lie. I'm fucking um, dying to know because I don't remember. Oh, Double Team. Double is that the one with? Uh, wait, that's the one with Dennis Rodman. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and that's the one Chewy with Dennis Hark's Rodman. First... That's Dennis Rodman, Jean Claude Van Damme, and a very young, very untalented, um, uh, what's his name? The the stand up comic. Um, Dane oh, Cook. Dane Dane Cook. Holy shit! Is Dane Cook in that film? Yes, and that's where he's doing Look. his best Jim Carrey impersonation uh, throughout the film, and it's just like I, yuck. All right, I'm I'm gonna say it right now, Double Team. I saw in a the theater. Oh God! I I know. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I saw it in a the theater. It might have been for free, but I guarantee I saw it in a the theater. Even if it was for free, the pain lasts forever. No, that was his first American film, and his second American film was Knock Off. Oh, Knock Off. Which has Rob Schneider. <laughs> so I was oh, I was almost right. Well, the comic relief was Dane Cook instead of Rob Schneider, but yeah, you were almost right. Oh, no, I I remember I remember the, the um John Panette was in that though. He wasn't was he? he was in Yes, he was in that. Double d- double impact. He played one of the monks. No, du- that double, I double team. He was in double team. Yeah, d- yeah. double team. I'm talking about. Yes. But I don't remember him. And I don't remember Dane Cook in double team because Dane Cook was uh, just as untalented but unknown back then. Very unknown. He wasn't selling out stadiums. Right, and with his shitty comedy. But, but he was just as talented in double team as he was when he became popular. Yeah, and and that's why. I don't care if our show is not accepted by the mass population because Dane Cook was, and that's one fucking unentertaining son of a bitch. <laughs> the one of my favorite scenes, you, I, one of my favorite scenes in the film Step Brothers. I know you don't like the film. I bet you Peter Ferguson loves Dane Cook. I bet he does. Uh, I but bet in, he does. in in Step Brothers, there's the scene where John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, dude. they're at the dude, house. Dude, dude. And dude, dude, what, dude, what? dude, dude, Step Brothers. I just, I actually deleted it from my Plex. Oh, that's a shame. I was like, I'm never gonna watch this shit again. There was like one funny moment in the whole fucking film. I'm done. No, that's a that's a really funny film. It's not. I think you need to undelete it and revisit it. You've only seen it I once. Do, you should watch I it do again. Not. Once was enough. I think you should watch it again. Well, anyway, the I, scene is where Will Ferrell's brother, little brother, comes to town, and. He's a real dick. He's a huge fucking dick. And he's leaving and he's calling to his wife and he's in the car with his dick children and his wife hates him and but she's too weak to, to like let him know it. And he's in the car, he just drives up real fast, comes to a screeching halt, he goes, Babe, Dane Cook, pay per view, twenty minutes, let's go. <laughs> it but what my point is 
is that tells you that tells you everything you need to know about dane cook in a single scene in a movie that he's not in (laughs) it's like yeah this guy's an asshole and he loves dane cook case you you know what closed it's one of the few things i never like in comedians is when they make fun of other comedians right dane cook's the one exception Like when other co- when other comedians make fun of the Carrot Top, I'm like, hey, I like Carrot Top. He, you know, he has a shtick. He does it. I like Chairman of the Board. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> be fair, and you know, and Carrot Top. Hey, I liked him in ni- uh, Reno 911. I, I think, hey, he had his own fucking thing. He did it. He's cool. I, I, I don't normally like it when comedians shit on other comedians. Dan Cook is the exception. He deserves <laughs> it. Fuck that guy. Okay. <laughs> I remember I, I sat through one of his stand-ups. I remember he was like thinking, why the fuck is this audience sold out? It's not... Uh-huh. Anyway, The Post. The Post! Um, uh, honestly, so yeah, it took right. me three times to watch it, but I did like it. I'm not in the political uh, camp like you are, so I took it as what well, it was. To, a right? good, a good. You don't have to, but I... T- but no. as far as my reaction to the film, yours was way different because... You're you're in there. You 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 you're like you hear a name. You're like, oh, let me look that up. I hear a name, and I'm like, okay, I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, so it it's just, I I enjoyed the film, but I'm I not gonna go out of my, I'm not gonna go out of my way. Uh, like you, like what you did. But did you find the film inspiring? Yes, and 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 specifically because of the political climate we're in right now, big time. I, yeah. I it it did make me realize it's just with all the fucking oh, fake news and people calling other people snowflakes and now triggered being a a, a word that's used and huh, there there's uh, I'll tell you something there's been a lot of videos that have been posted since the uh, the shooting in Florida just recently where the 17 uh, kids you know they died needlessly and yeah. somebody, uh, and some of these are my family because they just can't help, <laughs> they can't help themselves. But somebody had posted a video about a person talking into the camera uh, about certain things and talking about gun control and things. Of that. And you could tell that the, even though they didn't go too deep into gun control, that they voted for Trump. Okay, and that's their choice. It's not a it's a not a good choice, but that was their choice. But the thing where I'm going with it is they're going on and on and on about how kids today they you know they're they're too sensitive and they can't handle constructive criticism and you know God forbid they tell someone about you know this person is doing something weird because they don't want to hurt their feelings and they they basically are blaming kids. This person was blaming kids why the shooting happened because god forbid that they see something and then say something because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings he's making all of these points and i'm just watching this video and i'm just saying all right he's not right on a lot of these and but he this is his opinion whatever then he starts going into he starts starts using the word snowflake and then that's when he lost me when i when i when i thought that maybe there was maybe that little bit of credibility it's like as soon as he starts with the snowflake bullshit i don't know why that bothers me as much as it does but it does <laughs> i know why i know why 
So it, it just as soon as he started spouting that shit off, it's just like, dude, really? Do we really got to do that? It, you know, it, it's just one of those words where it's it's it wrong it wrongfully describes not only a generation, but also someone's political beliefs. I don't. I don't. So yes, uh, the film did inspire me specifically because of the political climate that we're in and how absurd this presidency is. <laughs> uh, so, but yes, I mean, I, you, you, I, I mean, you, you, you elaborated more than I did because you are more po political than I am. Um, yeah, but but not 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 to my benefit. I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I mean, well, yeah, I guess so. So I, I think the post where it lacks, say, um, excitement because, oh, it's just another film about past events and blah, blah, blah. Like I was bitching about previous episodes. I think it makes up for in relevancy and um, and uh, execution. Okay. So, so real brief, since this film completes our best picture and simultaneously completes some other ones let's just talk real quick real quick we're going to spend too much time on it okay on our thoughts for best picture okay. obviously we're going to be doing the oscars live uh, i mean i'll have enough time returning from texas to comb my hair and then we'll be able to do it yeah and we but, also um, we also fill out a, ba a ballot and keep score throughout the show yes watch i'll be filling out in texas so it'll be bigger than yours um, <laughs> well, you could fill it out here before you go for Texas. No, no, I want to fill it out in Texas because it'll be bigger. Because everything is bigger in Texas. Yes, you've heard that too, I've heard right? that, and I want you to confirm yes. it when you go there. I I'm going to. Um, so right now, just just best picture. We just finished the post. We finished all nine films that are that are nominated for best picture. Just an overview from you. What are you feeling strongly about after what we've seen personally? Do you want my opinion of what I enjoyed or what I think they're actually going to give Best Picture? Either. Okay, so as far as what I think they're going to give Best Picture, I'm, I still, after watching all nine films, I think it's going to be Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk walks away with Best Picture. Another war film, really? Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, and not only that, not, not only I that, mean, I'm not arguing that. No, I know, but not well, and and that's what I feel that they are going to give it to. I also think they are going to give Christopher Nolan best director. I don't think they're going to split this year, even though I think Guillermo del Toro could cause the split for picture and director. Uh, what I think, what I would want to win best picture is Shape of Water. I would absolutely be just elated if The Shape of Water won Best Picture. All right, uh, I'm gonna say if I if I what I would love, which would make me the happiest in my life, to win would be Three Billboards. Okay, that's a good choice. I don't think it's I don't think it has a chance to tell. I don't think it does either. No, but that would make me the happiest. What I think might win, honestly, considering political climate and mixed with uh the film what it does i'm leading to a shape of water okay 
Now, I would love it if now, it won Best Picture. Okay, let's put it this way: last year, what won Best Picture? Um, oh. Midnight. It was Moonlight. 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 Yeah. That same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, Moonlight uh, won uh, Best Picture. But uh, uh, but uh, uh, La La Land won for about two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And by the way, in case I hadn't mentioned before, fuck La La Land. Yeah. Um. I I think the Oscars kind of shift back and forth each year. Okay. And last year was a very serious film. It dealt with. Uh, uh, homosexuality with um, urban urban issues. It was like all across the... Urban means black, by the way, for the white people listening. Uh, <laughs> it, a lot of different areas. Great film. Deserved the win. I'm no knocking it. I feel like the shift is going to happen this year where I think we need a bit of... Where, where last year people thought La La Land might win because we need Fanciful, but we didn't. I think this year it might actually go that way towards that kind of uh, uh, adult adult fairy tale kind of thing. And I really think Ship of Water had what La La Land didn't, which was more talent and chemistry and um, not just relying on, oh, this is like when we used to have musical numbers. <laughs> yeah, so, so... Okay, so three billboards is what you would like. Shape of Water is what you think they're going to pick. I, I'm, I don't know 100%, but I'm leaning towards that because I just feel like it fills a lot of categories up, and it was very well done, and it won me over because I wasn't really interested in it. Uh, I, I, mean, I truly the, can't gauge it this year. Normally, I'm just, like, I lean heavily. There's a lot of good stuff. I, I lean heavily towards, like, yeah, it's like, I don't, I cannot see this film not winning Best Picture. Let's, let's put know? it this way. Uh, uh, Call Me By Your Name. Not necessarily my favorite film this year. If they called it for Best Picture, I don't have a strong argument against it. There's yeah, a I, lot of good reasons I for it. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's put it that Darkest Hour, same thing. I don't think Darkest Hour is going to win. Dunkirk, I think you have a strong argument. Get Out, not a chance to hell. Lady Bird, I don't think it deserves it, but who knows at this fucking point. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Thread, eh, beautiful film, but I don't know if they're going to go that far over the length. That's like going way overboard for me. Right. That's like, well, I'll say this yeah. then. Um, as far as uh, the, the nominees, the one that I would be the most surprised if it <sighs> won Best Picture would probably be. See now, get I, out. I, yeah, it would probably be Get Out. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, again, loved I loved it, but yeah. yeah, I would be, I would be like, holy shit, really. Because it's only nominated for three Oscars. Not that that's, you know, there isn't a special number it needs to be nominated for. But only three, and that's director, picture, and acting. It's yeah. really, it really wasn't recognized elsewhere. All right. So, so I'm going to jump over to actor in a leading role because we've seen four out of five. Because yeah. the fifth one is Denzel Washington. Okay. And we know he's not winning. He's not winning. He's not winning. If they're so, going to give it to a black dude, it's going to be the uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Right. So between Call Me By Your Name, Phantom Thread, Get Out, and Darkest Hour, I know you're leaning towards Gary Oldman. I'm still leaning towards Gary Oldman. There's nobody I... I of the five... Because I haven't seen all five. I've only seen the four. Gary Oldman. There's no fucking way he's not winning. I, That's all I'm saying. I kind of agree with you. 
I really do. And and believe me, I think Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out did an amazing job. Well, um, I, I'm with you. Timothy I Chalamet, Daniel, I, I think the I think he was very good. I don't think he was good enough to be nominated personally, but I think there's no way he gets it. He's the, the way that I think they're going to look at it is he's like 21 years old. He's got his whole life ahead of him. They've already said that you know a star is born. They've used that once or twice already. He's going to be in a lot more stuff. He's in two best pictures just this year alone. And I didn't yeah. realize he was the son, Matthew McConaughey's son in Interstellar. I didn't even recognize him. He was the, uh, um, what's his face, Casey Affleck? He was the young Casey Affleck. He was like the 14-year-old kid in that movie, 15-year-old kid in that movie. Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya? No, no, Timothy Chalamet. Okay, I was about to calling... say, he's black. That's yes. like... When your eyes widen, I'm like, I don't see why your eyes are widening this much. <laughs> I was like, like, I missed that part what, of that what I, what I found interesting, because when I, when I read that, I went and go looked at some of his scenes from Interstellar. He seemed and, seemed and looked older in Interstellar than he did in Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Which, which, was, which was weird, because that movie is like five years old already. I think in the outtakes he did fuck a peach in Interstellar. Oh, did he? Oh, nice. But they but they cut it out because it, it like for pacing. Got it. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree one hundred percent. I think Gary Oldman's a hands down. And Daniel Day Daniel Day Lewis in Phantom Thread. They, they keep saying it's his last film. They're not going to give him an Oscar because it's his last film. He's got three right. already. That's what Lifetime Achievement Awards are for. Right. Uh, I think I'm I'm with you in that if Gary Ullman doesn't win this, it's an upset. Yeah, and uh, if he doesn't win, um, they're giving it to Daniel Kaluuya. I'm saying okay. I'm saying it we, now. We, we, we've also seen four out of five actress in leading role. I Tanya being the odd man out because I'm pretty sure you haven't watched that yet. I have not seen it yet. I I almost watched it tonight, but but Hell's Kitchen was calling. So, um, <laughs> but but between that, we got Shape of Water, Sally Hawkins, Three Billboards, Francis McDormand. Lady Bird, and the post Meryl Streep. What now, are you feeling? Now, I'm feeling Sally Hawkins is walking away with this Oscar, but without having seen I, Tanya, I hear, I keep reading that Margot Robbie in I, Tanya is fucking amazing. I I want to hold out until I see I, Tanya myself. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So, I really... But if I had to guess right this second, I would probably, I'm probably leaning towards Sally Hawkins. I would say I would say if, if Lady Bird got it, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Fra I'm, I'm Frances okay McDormand with... got it, I wouldn't be pissed, but because she has a great performance. But I feel that I don't know. I I think until I, I see until I see I Tanya, Sally Hawkins and Frances McDormand is a, like a toss up. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes, sir. All right. Um, Actor in a supporting uh, role. Well, no, no. We, we've only seen like three of those, or yeah, I I have yeah, not I'm, seen. I'm only, I'm only doing four or more. Oh, okay. So let's go. To, let's go to original screenplay. The only uh, thing I haven't seen, only thing we haven't seen, is the Big Sick. Yes. Okay. So this is original screenplay. Original screenplay, right? Oh, do we want to just talk about directing, super quick? Like, who do we think oh, well, will? My pa my paperwork's out of order. Let's go to directing. I'm sorry. Directing. Okay. So directing, you have uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. You have Jordan Peele for Get Out. 
Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. I think You've... I think it's Dunkirk. I think Christopher Nolan is long overdue. But with that said, I think if they split this year, it goes to Guillermo del Toro. I'm in a hundred percent agreement. I think it's Dunkirk or Shape of Water. Yeah, because it might actually do that in picture. If anything, it might split picture and director. It might go to Shape of Water, and they might give Christopher Nolan the directing Oscar, or vice versa. Let's be fair. One of the reasons they up the best pictures from nominations from five to ten is to increase the chance of a split because it got to be a fucking joke. Whereas, like, okay, the best if they win best director. You know they won the best picture, and if they didn't, it was a huge deal. Now it's like, well, the odds are in favor. It's like it's right. like, it's, it's just it's so fucking obvious now that they don't want to do best director, best yeah. picture. Although I could see, I can see them giving it to Jordan Peele because they know he doesn't have a shot in hell at picture, and oh, no, his directing his directing style was actually very very good. That it's film a genre was, film. It's a genre film. It's not getting best picture director. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying if they, you know, they didn't want to go no. all white gold on no. on their asses. No. no, no. If you want to do a separate list of of like ones that obviously will not, we can pick ones that definitely will not. Definitely will not. Um, yeah, we could do that too. I think we should do that this year. We should pick the one that will win, and we should pick the one that definitely won't win. We should do that the night of the Oscars. We could, in the, like the pre-show. Well, I mean, when we do our ballot, we'll just—I mean, we, we choose oh. be, who we think. We make our predictions. We should predict who will win, and we should predict who will right. definitely will not win. Fine, that sounds good. So when they're say announcing, we'll say best director. We'll say this is what I picked, and then we can also talk about the this is definitely not winning. Right. The other. So one. perfect. Whoever, I'm good and, with and that. We'll, right, we'll see who wins each one. Okay. All so, right. uh, uh, you, so, so you're in agreement quick, with me about Dunkirk and Shape of Water, then? 100. percent Okay. Uh, real quick, writing original screenplay. Let me find it. We haven't seen The Big Sick, but I think we can both agree it's not going to win. No, um, no. That, that this is one of those happy to be nominated uh, categories for them. Right. Uh, the other ones are Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. What the fuck is it? You know, I hate this. It's just all the way at the bottom. We're on, That's why um, I have my physical list. Yeah, I should do that more. So we're on original right screenplay? There. Okay. Original screenplay. So The Big Sick, yeah. Get Out, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, and Three Billboards. Um, mm -hmm. What do I think wins? Um, you know what? I think, I think it goes Three Billboards. Me too. Yeah. I think it goes Done. Three Billboards. Uh, a close close second and i hate to say this but i think they might go ladybird i do fuck fuck that that <laughs> film deserves nothing <laughs> nothing nothing you get not you drink fizzy lifting water you get nothing you get nothing <laughs> um i don't i honestly don't give a shit about but, film editing but i, th I think it's going to go to three billboards for original I, I that that film is editing? I wanted to go to. We're talking about film editing. I I just looked at it because we had four out of five, but I don't give a shit about it. Um, musical score. The only thing uh, you've seen them all, and we already talked about it briefly. Oh yeah, uh, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars, and three billboards. 
I think it's I think it's the I think it's Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, but I think it's what I think they give it to Phantom Thread. But my very, very, very close second is Shape of Water than Dunkirk. Okay. Well, but by the time with Oscars roll, we'll have our ballots up and live on the Facebook page. On the Facebook. Uh, just go to Facebook and do a search for Movie Sucktastic. It's easy to find. No, oh, it's really easy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're doing adapted screenplay. Oh, no. Uh, well, have you seen a lot of them? For the... I thought we were done. Um, uh, I've adapted seen... screenplay, I still have... Oh, you know what? I've only seen two. I've only seen three. No, you've seen three. You haven't seen Disaster Artist I yet? Have, I have not seen it yet. Dude. I know. I know. But you know what? It's going to but it's going to go to call me by your name anyway. You think? I think so. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, now if, I got to go if, back. If it go if it if it doesn't That's go to my fucking category. If it doesn't go to call me by your name, it's the Disaster Artist is a very close second. It's one of those two. I'll 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 give uh, you that. It's Disaster or, Artist or Call Me by Your Name. Hold on. Neither of us have seen Molly's Gamer Mudbound, correct? Correct. I can't make that call until I've seen those two. Uh, uh, th- and adapted is... screenplay is hard, too, because really, in order to judge an adapted screenplay, you have to look at the source material as well. This now, is, I've this read is all, the Disaster this is very Artist. True. This is very true. Now, Logan, is that based on a comic book? It's got to be. It's got to be. be. What else could it be based I, on? I... So it's not going to win. No, the fact this is again happy to be nominated category for them. I I'm fucking. I, I don't know if if am I the only one that was surprised that Logan made best screenplay because well, I didn't think it was in a running for anything. I, I kept reading about how a lot of people thought it it was going to get nominated for best uh, adapted screenplay. But but they're full of shit because you didn't think Logan was going to get nominated for best adapted screenplay. It was Come just, on, seriously, seriously. It was just one of those movies that I kept ra- reading about that it could. It, it says, "Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if it got nominated for adapted." Yeah, I would, and I like the film. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's fucking. It's like it's a Deadpool for best directing. Yeah, I like. I love Deadpool. If it won, for, if it got nominated for best directing, <laughs> I'm shocked. You know, I should, come on. Wow. So um, between now and the Oscars. I will be flying to Texas and flying back. Okay. And in, in the meantime, I'll be trying to watch as many additional Oscar films as I can. I have not... Since I am in the in the process of trying to sell a house and buy a house and move... Oh, fuck me. I have not been able to catch up on my Razzies Awards, so we're not covering the Razzies this year. I apologize. <laughs> but there's only, there's only so much I can do as a man. As a man, um, baby. I, I would have loved to be doing written reviews this year, but I have no time whatsoever to do any kind of writing. My whole writing thing has been paused, so we're really stuck with this. That's um, okay. Uh, unfortunately, this, you know, I can't get into it. Uh, I'm moving to Texas. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, um, but uh, so anyway, between now and the uh, Oscar film, 
Oscar show. This is the last show until the Oscars on Sunday night, March 4th. Yes, uh, we're going to we, take a, we'll be, a, a slight hiatus. And you know what? We're, as far as episodes go for the new year, we're like four ahead. Really? Even with taking next week off, we're like four ahead. Of, we always uh, catch up with the Oscars. You know, we always yeah. catch up with the Oscars. I mean, out of a, um, a, a 52 possible episodes in a year, and I think we're we're like only eight weeks into the new year, we've already created like 15 episodes, something like that. That's because so, we're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, unlike, unlike Peter Ferguson, who's <laughs> a dick. <laughs> And if your if your name is Peter Ferguson and you have no idea what we're talking about, I apologize. You just happen to have the same name as a dick, and you know <laughs> not your not your fault. Yeah, you know, happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. You know, I have the same name as the guy who died in uh, The Walking Dead, and that bothers me tremendously. <laughs> One of the best quotes from Scott ever is and a monster. Well, yeah. <laughs> One of the best quotes ever from Scott is, you know, when I watch a movie with Scott Wilson and he dies, I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't. It bothers me. Yeah. Holly keeps talking about Walking Dead. She's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, and his that character, he died. So I know, it's Scott Wilson. It's like, yeah, he died. He cut his head off. Well, his living like, severed, and this is poetic, his living severed head was alive later on. I like that doesn't bother you at all. No, why? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. That's a huge spoiler alert for anyone that may not be watching The Walking Dead, but listens to our show. Oh, if you're watching, I don't care. This is a movie show. It's not a TV show. Saying <laughs> elsewhere was a dream. Oh, there, I've done hey, it. Wow, look what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> There's like one person like Saskatchewan. Motherfucker! <laughs> I was four episodes away. Four! Motherfucker! Hey, That's right. It's, 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 the it's Bob, all the imagination of an autistic kid in his, his garage. It's a Bob. That's kind of like a Bob Newhart ending. Yeah. Oh, Rosebud just, was a just, just ruined another ah! show. <laughs> we just ruined three sh three sh two shows and a movie. We're on a roll. Should we end something else? Give away the end of the Sixth Sense or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Video Watchdog did that. And fuck them. Oh, fuck that shit. Um, I mean... I remember Scott gave me a... Huh? Was it Video Watchdog? We always talk about it, and I never remember if it was Video Watchdog, but Scott... Uh, I told Scott I never watched The Wicker Man, and Scott was like, oh, I got this, this book that has, like, synopsis that talks all about it, and it gives away what happens. And I, I was like, Scott, this gives away the, 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 the main part of the movie. That was Cult Films, one of the Cult Films, films oh, okay. books. And there's Cult Films, Volume 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, I gave that to you. And you know what? That, and that's like, that was like one of those points where, where like, I didn't... It's, it's, for me, when I read a book about a film or I read something about a film, right. I was like, I was ready to read everything. Joe was thinking it was just like kind of give him an idea in general, and he's like, "No, it tells you everything. Like it walks through the film." Well, because I told you, I had never seen that movie. I've always wanted to. Oh, here, read this. And it's like, fuck. 
because and you know what at that point in my life and even like now although now actually less because I, I like being surprised I was at a point where like yeah I'll read this whole article or, or essay or whatever on this film and have it ruin everything for me because I'm more interested in like what's going on in the film and then I'll go back and watch the film and pay attention to it and you're like yeah you just ruined the fucking ending <laughs> you ruined it uh I mean, there could be worse films that get ruined for me, so, you know. Like Sixth Sense, Fight Club. Sure. Dude, the fact that I saw Fight Club on VHS after it was in the theater and no one spoiled the ending for me is a testament to how good I was at avoiding anything about it. Yeah, that's amazing. I was just opening Anthony and yeah, Fight Club. I was like, click. Don't even. <laughs> oh. Not reading anything. I don't even want to watch trailers anymore. Fuck this shit. I'm watching this film blind. I think that Fight Club was the big turning point for me where I realized I don't need this shit ruined for me. I want to experience it. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about it, uh, about trailers showing the end of the film in the trailer or oh, giving away me. giving away serious plot points in the trailer. Hell, even in Get Out, we talked about it when we reviewed that. The 30-second TV spot if you look for it, gives away the main plot, uh, one of the, the main parts of the plot. And it's like, holy shit. If you're paying attention to anything at all and you watch that TV spot, a 30-second TV spot, you could ruin it for yourself if you if you overthink it just enough. They don't fucking care. That's the thing. All they care about is getting people in the theaters. They don't That's... give a shit about ruining the film for you. I know. It's, I know. it's fucking sad. Yep. So, all right, I think we've gone really long tonight. We were supposed to do this show in an hour, but it's fitting that it's the last show we're doing until the Oscars, and it's almost two hours. So Yeah, we should stop. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and end this. I know we were, we were going to do a few more outtakes for the podcast uh, on the website. Oh, just, just start playing it. Just oh, wait, hold on. Stop the music. Stop the music. Oh. Uh, <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Okay, stop it. okay, okay. Just start playing the outtake. I just want to hear it, and I'll we, we can flag it if it's not fun. Uh, this was the drag me to hell. Yeah, every time I go to our website, live stream tells me that my CPU is about to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it says CPU over eighty percent. Try closing, you know, your app. Try making your shit more realistic. Yeah. Let's see. Was that episode six? Which one was it? Uh, there. Scott and Early Joey talk episode. about law-abiding citizen and try and open the show. I think that was, was six. I think it was episode four, three. Drag me to hell. Here we go. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Wow, this clip is so long, I put the opening to the show to it. That's weird. You should pass forward past that. I have comments that might give away some things that people might want to see. Wow, listen to how bad the audio is for this. Oh my god. You know, the fight scene, the, you know, obviously we don't give away endings of movies. You turn that up at all? You know, we I am. Really I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to promise that 100%, but we'll try not to. We 
Wow, we've been talking about not giving away stuff since episode four. <laughs> episode three. Just saying, you know, we'll try our best. We care. Talking about a film from 1972. I'm not tiptoeing around the plot. No. I, if it's a new, this is not. This is this one's as not loud even as on I DVD can go. yet. No, it hasn't come so, out yet. So yeah, I, believe it's I don't want to ruin. The, I don't want to ruin any kind of twist ending or anything like that. It's not. A, I, you see, it, you're gonna see the ending coming. Don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything. You're right. So right. this, in this case, we're not. I'm, just, I'm saying I don't want to. I don't want to say now that we're never gonna see the ending of a film. Because, no, 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 no. Because no, but we're gonna, you know, if we're talking about Casablanca, guys, like he he stays he stays and sends the girl at the end. You know, rosebuds <laughs> a sled. Right? Right. Do, do some. Do You've some been doing <laughs> rosebuds a sled for two hundred and sixty-seven episodes. Idiots, you like right, exactly. And, you <laughs> know, but you're right. We're not gonna give we're, away. We're that. not gonna give away the ending. because I because I have, I have a really funny alternate ending here that I can't say because it'll give away the ending. No. <laughs> We'll, t- we'll talk about that after I, the broadcast. I, I, I can say that in, that, it, that it involves um, uh, John Hodgman, the guy that plays PC from the Mac commercials. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay. I, I, th- I think he should have been uh, the, like the, the, the cursed demon that keeps trying to get for the girl because okay. the girl's Justin Long's uh, girlfriend. Trying to get her by PC. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> it would have been you know, That's good. Take I like Macintosh. That. <laughs> you know? Uh Okay. Now, I will say, though, i got a rant going here. All right, let's hear it. Everybody settle down. Uh-oh, okay. rant. Here comes. i got, I got a serious question. Let's do it. What the fuck is Sam Raimi's problem with fat kids? <laughs> fat kids. Oh, yeah. Te- explain. You know, now, she I- was supposedly a fat kid growing up. I will give you... Here, I'm, I'm closing my notes. Maybe he was one when he was a kid. I, Who knows? I will get... No, he wasn't. I, no? Can tell, I can tell you why. Okay. Because the only person that sees fat kids like this are people that weren't fat when they were a kid. Do me a favor. My my notes are closed. Okay. Tell me what the relevance was. What that she was uh... that she was a chubby child. Tell me what the relevance <laughs> was to that film. There was none. Thank you. So why the fuck are there four references in this film? And I've to got her them being listed. Fat, living on a first farm, of all, and wrestling. First pigs. of all, nothing. Now, as somebody who who was a fat child and who is still kind of heavy now, uh, you know, back and forth. There's uh, more to love. That's right. That's right. And more to kick your ass too. Thank you very much. Uh, nothing thrills me more. Than having a scene where we we, we kind of hint, we just hint that she might have a problem with her weight or eating, by having her stop and looking longingly in a pastry shop window. <laughs> you know, I want to take Sam Raimi's head and push it through that window. She's just, I've never done that, trying, by the way. Not to defend yeah. him, but I think he's just trying to show that she doesn't want to be that person anymore. Right? No, but, and she's but, trying but to why? be. Well, because she's trying to be because, this, this bank teller, because uh, of, you know, approval of the rich kids' parents, things of that right, nature. Right, because according to Sam, uh, all fat kids apparently grow up to be uh, insecure, skinny people who sell out old ladies to feel important, are desperate to be accepted by everyone they come into, and hate their childhoods because they were fat. So all ch- all all so he's basically saying, obviously she's insecure herself and willing to do harm to others just to fit in. She was a fat kid. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. All right? It's it's such a minor plot thing because, you know, they show her looking longingly in the bakery. Oh, oh. look look, look at the rose. All right, I'm going to stop her here. All right. And then... then, uh, My request is... Can we can we start like releasing these outtakes on YouTube? It's just like like little pieces and call them like episode outtakes. You know what I would love to do? I would love to do like timed slideshows to it like as we're 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 talking like specific slides come up during that uh all right i'll make you i I, I can i can do that no but i'll make you deal i'll get the slides for these outtakes if you'll put them together and and, and release them on youtube absolutely 
All right. Yeah. So uh, you have to send me a copy of that audio. I'll get the slides for that audio, and we'll be golden. Uh, and we'll start doing that. We'll start doing our outtakes. You want me to I mean, send you uh, all these days the we outtakes? We don't have outtakes. Everything's in the show. But these are older outtakes, so yeah. we'll, we'll do some of those out there. These are classics. Do you want me to just send you every outtake we have? There's only about ten of them. Yeah, do it. Definitely. And, and they're all not very long. Some of them you might listen to and be like, yeah, this isn't slideshow worthy. But there are a couple that are like a minute, two minutes long. This one is eight minutes. This is like almost its own thing. I don't know why it never this made it. This one's definitely in- going. I don't know why I didn't make it into the show. I don't, you know what? Because we did to start the show. I just like launched like, right into it. Scott and Joey try to end episode four, and Scott insults albinos. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear that. <laughs> How long is that? It's fifty-one seconds. Play it right now, and okay. then we'll end the show. And uh, that's it. So just remember, um, welcome um, to movie. Uh, welcome for joint with just remember, when, when you touch yourself, God cries. And uh, and always look on the bright side. Always. And uh, and uh, don't trust albinos. I don't know why. That's a good one. I like that. Well, you, I don't have a reason for it, though. I don't know any albinos, so uh, that's... Oh, about the closest thing we have now Jackson I, Whites. And now I pissed off albinos, so that's really not fair. Yeah, there's not many of them. But, yeah, but it only takes you, you three to gang ha- up. You will not have an albino war upon your head. It only, only takes three to kick your ass in the parking lot. I don't have to upset, like, a, you know, a, a, a whole tribe. Well, do it in the daylight. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Again, thanks for coming, and uh, check out moviesucktastic.com. That's good. There you go. <laughs> you know what? The only... Th- the only difference between like episodes way back then and now is that we don't edit that shit out. <laughs> yeah, we don't edit that shit out. We really don't. Are there any other so, ones? Scott and Joey talk law-abiding citizen and try to open the show. That's a minute and six seconds. <laughs> that you know what that the the drag me to hell rant might be the only thing worth doing, but I'll send them all to Bye. you. Uh, yeah, send them all, and I'll, I'll, I'll say otherwise. I, I almost did play that one. I was like, no, 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 we have to send it. We have to end the show. <laughs> I, it just there's got to be more outtakes. Is there only outtakes in the first ten episodes? Oh, here we go. I, I uh, Scott some. tells Joey well, we have- his opening to the show is weak. Let's see. I could swear there's like a couple of more. I might have some that you don't have. Because remember, at, some, at one point, I was editing shows and you weren't. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I know I still have the Joey's uh, bloody bloody well stammers. Bloody well stammers. Because <laughs> that angered you for some reason. That was weird. Bloody well stammers. You know he blah 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 he blah blah blah, blah bloody well stammers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm up to episode twenty. I don't see any more outtakes. There might be a couple yeah. more in there. I, I could I could just go to the to the server. Oh, here we go. Here's one. Uh, Joey explains how important a pause is for cutting in trailers. <laughs> how long is that? It's a minute and eighteen. Ooh. Hmm. How 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 important a pause is in trailers? How important a pause is so that I can cut. This is when. When when we used to do the show, we used to do a pause, like we say, and uh, we watched, I don't know, we'll say we watched oh, uh, Law Abiding Citizen, probably... and then there's a slight pause, and then that's a spot where I can insert a trailer, and it's right. seamless. This is probably you yelling at me, so please play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you yell at me. 
Okay. So, yeah, let's talk I about paranormal end. activity. Nah. No, go ahead. After you. See, the whole thing about when I say <laughs> that, I like a slight pause because it doesn't fucking kill me to cut in a trailer. <laughs> oh, she want to pause? Do you, do you have any idea how hard it is to cut in a trailer? <laughs> what I go, let's talk about paranormal activity. Okay, let's talk about it. Oh, God, now I have to go in there and, and I have to fucking splice it so that it sounds right. You know, like in the last podcast, yeah. where it's like, and uh, we we went and saw Saw Six, and it was like, oh god, now I gotta, <laughs> I have to go Saw Six, and I have to find. So let's, let, let's, let's start let's it again. again. So uh, so let's talk about paranormal activity. Yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew you were gonna do it. Yeah, too. <laughs> that's why I had to do it. All right, so let's talk about paranormal activity. We both seen it. Give yourself the pause. What are you doing? <laughs> I was going to shut up now. Give yourself the pause. Okay. 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 We're going to talk about paranormal activity That's now. better. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, last time, honest. Go ahead. Okay. Do it. Do it for real this time. Uh. <laughs> We have such fun. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. uh, the episode we were listening to—it's uh, the same episode with the romper room. Yeah. At the end of it, we—I we, was talking about the—I um, launched into the uh, dangerous toys at the end. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, like the Christmas toys, and it was about the—it the, was the portable like uh, trampoline. Oh. And, like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Rangers like Mega Death Sword Gun, whatever. <laughs> Like, uh, listening to it, I was crying. It was so fucking beautiful. I, we have so much fun, and you know what? And this is why Peter Ferguson can suck my cock. Is because the only reason we do this is because it's so much fucking fun. It really is. Because why else does anybody do like like talk about films and watch films and like talk? You know, like, hey, have you seen this? And oh, what about that? It's because it's fun. <laughs> It's entertaining. It's it's all about just enjoying yourselves. And if you're not enjoying yourself, just kill yourself. And I I mean that for Peter Ferguson, not towards the, like if you're a teenager and you're having trouble in high school. In that case, fuck high school. It's not going to matter in your life. Move on beyond that and just enjoy everything else that happens after that because it's a fucking joke. But I mean, seriously, how upset you're going to get? You you're going to fucking shit a brick sideways and get all bent out of shape and like get angry because i didn't like avatar what's the fucking point it this is about us enjoying t whether we love a film or hate a film we enjoy talking about it and that's all that movie sucktastic has ever been about and that's ever right. will be so yeah when we have outtakes like this cheaper for scott to drown two random kids than have a pool well, I, I said that last week yeah <laughs> oh, please go ahead play that <laughs> <sighs> what i think i and without listening to this i think i said when you said it, i go you sure do you want to talk about this i go i think i'm gonna edit i think i'm gonna edit this out of the show and i think that's what's in this outtake if i remember correctly drowning you, children aren't funny what are you doing <laughs> drowning children are hilarious <laughs> especially when they're not <laughs> i'm so cutting that <laughs> You can't cut that out. I, yeah. Drowning children are hilarious. I've said, because people have, I, I have a huge backyard, and I had someone recommend, so you should get a pool. And I said, There's a children's playground literally behind my house. If I 
get a pool, insurance-wise, it'd be cheaper for me just to go and drown two random kids out of my back out of the playground than to actually put a pool in. <laughs> just get it done with now. It'll save me a few thousand dollars, and I'll still get the papers either way. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> yeah, drowning children are funny. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna bring but, my kids swimming here. But what did that? <laughs> yeah, you're not. Because <laughs> I'm not going to have a pool. <laughs> Um, but what was that leading me around to? I was going to mention something briefly because we Mark talked about, Singer V. No, after that, because we talked about V, and then uh, damn, I lost Robert track. Robert England. Not Robert England. It was before that. You, you, you Production. Me. No TV. Time VCRs. <laughs> it was, I was going to mention something. And I lost it. I probably just have to cut the whole thing out because I production value. No, you're not helping. It was, it was like an offshoot of that. That was really not helping. We're talking about uh, the, the TV show. I can't think of it now. What about to pick up and end it then? Um, so let's. Con- oh no no I, I got it. <laughs> and that's how that clip ends. <laughs> you know, what I love about that to clip more to me talking about drowning children was uh, like I can't remember what I was talking about. And you start rattling off the whole list. Like, yeah, uh, this 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 like no no wasn't that this this. this. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> but by the way, Joey, in Texas we're gonna have a pool. Please bring your kids. <laughs> they'll they'll be old <laughs> enough at least. <laughs> it, oh. It's all, the, the, you know, honestly, again, it's all about just fucking having fun and relaxing. And I know I don't do that all the time either, but holy shit, that's all this show is about. If right. you're getting if you're getting your tits in a twist because you don't like the fact we didn't like your film or. We're not giving you enough inside information, or oh, I forgot to mention the last twenty films he did before this. Just fucking die. I don't care. You don't mean anything to me. I, we're sharing, and if you don't want to share, go watch fucking fail videos and just shut the fuck up. That's that's it. That's it. This is all about sharing and enjoying, and occasionally disagreeing. Oh but yeah. Oh no. It's all fucking opinion. It's all fucking personal. If, if everybody thought the way you did, they'd be you, and that'd be creepy because it'd be a doppelganger, and technically one of you has to kill the other. Yeah, it's usually how that works. It's always how that ends, and who wants that, like, liability? Oh, you know, I, I had to kill my doppelganger. Or instead, oh, I, I chuckled a bit at this, this podcast, and they said some things I didn't agree with, but, hey, it's fucking life. <laughs> or, or yeah, I killed my evil twin, and now I gotta live with that the rest of my life. What do you prefer? Make a choice. <laughs> Make a choice. So that that's it for uh, that's it for outtakes. Yeah, normally this would have been an outtake, but we don't give a shit anymore. So it's all in the show. It's all in the show. So at this point, Joey, get us the fuck out of here. And I'll tell you what, my descriptions as the as the uh, for the website. Uh, has gone it's gone from scott and joey review this and talk about that like the description for the podcast player on the website um i used to give like a tiny like when we did um uh, uh beowulf and when we did um we did beowulf I think, that and, was, and, I think beowulf was the romper room episode that was like episode 40 or something like that 
I think that was the Romper Room episode because I think we, I, I remember listening to that recently. Thirty six. It was like is the, the like anyway. Where I'm going with it is like the description for the episode. Uh, I have a little synopsis. Then under that, which is the actual file name, it's called "Is this Mortal Kombat or Beowulf?" Shit. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, um, uh, the not the animated Beowulf. It was the one with what's his face uh, Highlander, uh, Christopher oh, La- Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. And the first like 30, 40 episodes, that's how I described it. And now when I post an episode, because not that I don't give a shit, it's just easier. It's just Ladybird and then the year it was made. It's like <laughs> the, the description is above it. Why do I need to elaborate twice? Yeah. What, what, what else do you need? Yeah. Fuck that shit. Anyhow. So let's get, Anyhow. The, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, way too long. Way too long. What were you thinking, sir? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode 271 of Movie Sucktastic, where we reviewed The Post, our last Oscar film of the season. Next week, we will take we will take off, and then we will come back for the live Oscar show on March 4th, Sunday night. So tune in for that. Maybe we'll try and do the YouTube live stream for that, if I can... Get us both in there. I don't That'd know. That'd be an idea. Yeah, I don't know. I'll see. I'll see what I can do with that. Uh, anyway, so go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, listen to the show there. You can download the show there. You can tune in live every Thursday at eight o'clock and hang out with us while we review a film. You can go to iTunes and you can download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com/moviesucktastic. Everything we post from trailers to when we go live to just just about everything else entertainment-wise goes on the Facebook page. If you want to email us, our address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. If you do either of those things, we'll read it or play it on the show or do both. If you want, you can go and download the free app for your Android device. It's 100% free. Everything I said is in it. It's how I listen to the show. It's awesome. Highly recommend it. And again, can't fucking go wrong. It's 100% free. And, uh... Well, then we have a Tumblr page. moviesucktastic.tumblr.com That's it. You have any words of wisdom? I think you know where I'm going with this. I think I know where you're going to go with it. Two episodes in a row, go! Peter Ferguson can suck my taint. <laughs> His name has never been called out so many times. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. White gold! White gold! Bye bye, everyone. Later. Later. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for being here. Hmm. <laughs>